where we unpack all things related to mothering. This is a community where we aim to create a comfortable space that allows for active discussion without judgment. Find us at thecuriousmother.com and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at thecuriousmother. Welcome back to The Curious Mother. I'm Kristen Daly. I'm Melissa Miller. So, Melissa, what have you been curious about lately? Well, it is that time of year. Oh, it is. <laughs> August is back to school. Now, I know a lot of moms out there are, like, jumping for joy. They're so excited <laughs> for school to be starting again. I'm not in that camp. I am a mom who I love summer. Um I do like the structure of school, but I feel like I am hanging on to every last day of summer to try to just have those late summer nights, Yes, l- lounge around a bit more in the morning, not have somewhere we have to be. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm definitely in the same boat. I feel like um, there is the pace of summer, especially being a working mom, the pace of summer at the ages my kids are, I should clarify, because... You know, I definitely remember those summers of racing from one camp to the oh, next yes. and trying to keep childcare in place. And so the ages my kids are and being very lucky to have a um, spouse who works from home, I love summer because I don't want to have to think about all of the details that are involved in the school year. Right, right. And and I, we are still in the, the age where my kids go to a lot of camps or we have a lot of sitters. But it's different. It's just different about all the details that need to be done for school versus done for a swim camp. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, there's so much more flexibility there, right? Right. right. <laughs> I know. I, and um, I would say that um, probably the part, and I think, I think Melissa and I share this, um, the part that I am dreading absolutely the most is school lunches. Oh, I... <laughs> Count down at the end of the school year how many more lunches I have to pack. I dread the packing of school lunch. <laughs> I have yet to find a way that works, like mm-hmm. a method. You know, um, I was, I, I, Melissa, one of my favorite stories of our friendship is just um, the time you told me about experimenting with lunch bento boxes. Do you oh, mind yeah. expanding on oh, that one? Yeah. So, and I should say the experiment is still going oh, because yes. I the thought suckers were expensive, right? Really expensive. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought it would be great to get bento boxes, which are those like long, thin, uh, uh, silver, what do we yeah, call Yeah, they're silver? metal boxes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. metal boxes that, you know, I thought made so much more sense because it would last for years. Um, but they're individual shapes where you can put the food on the inside and so the challenge is finding the food that will fit the shape of the bento box which is like enough to drive me mad finding food that my kids will eat to go into the shapes of the boxes so we still do use them I have found that you know when I chop a lot of things I can squeeze it in Uh but it it really made my life so much harder than any other lunch system possible. Well, and I, I think that one of the big downfalls of this particular lunch system, other than everything needing to be a certain size, <laughs> is it doesn't fit into any other cute lunch boxes, oh, right? No, you have to keep buying every year the same box to put it in, right? <laughs> because that is the one part that does get really stinky and gross every year. So 
Um, yeah. It's not more cost effective, even though I remember telling my husband, it's so worth the money because they can use this for years. But the truth is, there's a lot of accessories that go with it. So it's not more cost effective. Now, were you, um, did you ever do the really cool shapes of any food in your bento box? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> full disclosure here, when my daughter, my oldest, started kindergarten, I did hop on to Pinterest and get all these cool ideas. I mean, lunches looked beautiful. They so, are beautiful on Pinterest. Right. So I did go ahead and buy some star and heart small cutters because I thought it would be awesome. And that lasted one day. One <laughs> day. There is no amount of time that needs to be spent on cutting out heart-shaped watermelons or star-shaped finger sandwiches. <laughs> it's such a joke. So, no, that yeah. did not last very long. Yeah, I believe at one point um, one of the cheese manufacturers actually did the work for us. And do you re- <laughs> did you ever see this where they had these star-shaped cheese slices? Oh, or yes. So um, I was really thrilled and bought those because at least I could try <laughs> to look like I had tried. Um but yeah, it's a uh, it, it's crazy town, right? It is, <laughs> and I think one of the hardest things is um, my kids get real picky about you know the texture and if something gets wet or oh, yeah. what they like to eat, and then they come home and they'll be like, "Oh, so and so gets this, so and so gets this," and the one that always gets me is. Why can't you just buy us Lunchables? Oh my gosh, me too! <laughs> I hear that all the time. And it was it's funny, just recently we were out of town and we'd had a long day um, and dinner was pushed back to really late. And we were exhausted. So we ran to the grocery store. And of course we get to the grocery store and they, they tell us that the grocery store happens to be closing in five minutes. So we have five minutes to pick out what we're eating for dinner. And so the kids... Like, their timing was so great. They looked at me and they said, could we get Lunchables? And they knew I was exhausted and just ready to get out of there. So you would have never seen three happier children because they finally got a Lunchable. Amazing. (laughs) I'm right there with you, though. I just, there's something about all, I mean, I try not to get too wacky with my kids' foods, but there's something about all this, like, prepackaged stuff because I had another mom telling me that I needed to learn how to embrace the Uncrustables, like the already made sandwiches. Yep, yep. And there's just something to me in me that says, no, I, I, I got to be able to know that I put some real food in the lunchbox, even yeah. though I will admit that, that the real food is usually the food that comes back right, right. at the end of the Agreed. day. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I feel like I just want to make sure that some food goes in my kid's belly that I know is going to give them energy through the rest of the day, right? Like I yes. just don't want a big crash. So so the one old school thing that I am so thankful for is the thermos. Oh, yes. 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 So my son takes meatballs almost every single day. <laughs> yes. um, but it's it's so great in the winter to be able to pack the chicken noodle soup that I, mm-hmm. or any soup that I'll make that my kids will actually eat or what, it, it has been a lifesaver for yeah. us. We are hardcore thermos people. And this year I've actually been debating, we have one thermos per child. Okay. Which means that you really have to be on top of the dishes Washing. at the end of the day. Yeah. And so this year I have been thinking about splurging and buying a second thermos per child. This does seem like very decadent, but at the same time, it would make life so it much would make easier. it so much easier. Yep. But yeah, ours are very temperature sensitive. And so, of course, like I can remember one time last spring, I had made some kind of a noodle dish. This Usually the staple in the daily house is some kind of a noodle thing that goes into the thermos. And it was the wrong temperature. It had cooled during the day. And um, so we got two of three thermoses came back entirely full. 
because they had tasted and it was not the right temperature, so therefore Ugh, rejected. Right, right. Which is sad for them too, because I, I mean, it's not like they had backup lunch. I mean, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll say there's nothing worse than a crabby kid coming off the bus uh, and being mean. I'll be like, "Did you have a bad day? What is going on?" And then I open the lunch and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, yeah. Did you forget to open this today? Like, what's the problem?" Yeah, or you get your lunch sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I, I have yet to really come up with. I mean, I do think the thermoses are godsend. Yeah. I um, need to do more of the soup thing. Um, I will say that I have. We we do understand that there's never going to be something I will make that all three dailies will agree right. upon. Right. Um, though I will say, taco salad has come pretty darn close. You know, that's funny you mentioned that thermos. I can send the taco meat, and yes. then I can send all the little fixings, and that's what my daughter eats two days a week. Yes, and I, that is the one winner. I only have one daily who really likes school lunch. So the two older dailies refuse to buy school lunch. Like it's almost like I'm punishing them if they have to. The youngest daily would buy school lunch all five days if I would give her permission. (laughs) (laughs) So we try to limit it to two days a week just because I have seen their school lunch options and it embarrasses me. You know, to me, cheese sticks should never be a, a main, you know. A main, wow. Yes. Yeah, school lunch is not an option for us, mainly because my daughter does not want to walk through the lunch line. That feels, you know, she's mm-hmm. a bit anxious, and mm-hmm. that does not feel like something she's willing to do. Mm-hmm. And I really admire schools that have good lunches, that yes. you can actually send your kids to buy lunch, because it would make life so much easier. Yeah, I would need to reclassify certain things as vegetables and actually yeah. having vegetables. Um and the whole milk thing, like for a long time, we had moved to like only there were the option was water or plain milk, mm-hmm. and somehow we're back to all of the different flavored milks. Yeah, we are too. We now have chocolate and strawberry milk again. I yeah. thought that was done away with. But. I did too. I'm so that's got me even more up a tree because yep. the last thing my kids need is a massive dose of sugar during the right. day. Right. <laughs> I do think so. My kids are rising fourth and third grade. Um, we, I've decided we're going to start trying to incorporate them, enlist them in packing lunches. Ooh. Yeah. I hope that this will make them more willing to eat it because they've had a choice. And so what I think I'm going to do is have options and I'll say, okay, you pack your fruit and this and that, and then mm-hmm. make them do the packing. I'll yeah. have things available. I'll do the, if I have to cut things, whatever. But I think I really want them to be a part of it so they're mm-hmm. not so quick to shut it down and be angry at me. Nice. I like that. So hopefully, Melissa, you're going to have to report back to us and let us know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. It's time. <laughs> so tell me about, are you, do you have your back-to-school shopping done yet? So um, we take the easy way out on this. Uh-huh. I don't know if anybody else listening has the option to do the educates at school. Oh, yes, yes. And so in June, I go ahead and check what grade my kids are in. <laughs> And they show up on Uh the first day, and there's a box sitting on their desk. Um, So that part's done. But we did um, one rainy day this year. We pulled out some catalogs, and we ordered new backpacks. Oh. And so that's kind of our back-to-school shopping. I think Mm -hmm. we probably need to go and get, like, some folders that they Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. How about you? Yeah, we did the Educates for a few years. And then I think with three, you got to this point where it just seemed like a lot. Yeah. And and um, I tend to be a little bit of a bargain hunter. So I was like, I got this. I should be able to beat the Educate and the prices. <laughs> but I know that if we were to look at the amount of effort I put into all of this shopping – 
probably the educate would have been the way to go. Um, but yeah, so we did. I had seen a flyer a couple of weeks ago that there was a back to school sale. So I just went ahead and did all of the back to school shopping that one day. Um, I always have the debate of do I take the kids or not, right? right? Because I know that if they picked it out, they will be invested in it. It's going to be meaningful. But I also know that they're going to want to have opinions about things that I really don't want them to have opinions about, you know, like the color of the Post-its or – Yep. Um, How do you get the school supply list? Uh, online. Okay. Yeah, I Google it. Though I did actually see, I forget where we were, but one of the stores was very smart and had the school supply list posted where oh, you could like just brilliant. grab a list. And I was like, that is a very smart store because, yeah. you know, it is it is really meaningful to be able to see things and check them off. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, there is something about, like the upside to doing the shopping early is I now have everything. The downside to doing the shopping early is, I now have everything and <laughs> find a place to put it all. <laughs> and also try to make sure that the kids stay out of it. Like don't view it as extra craft supplies, right, you know, so right. that's, I, that's still a work in progress. I would love to see if any of our listeners do have like how much more cost effective is it to not do the educate? I'd like to see that data. Yeah. And also, you know, what are some of your go-to ways of, of saving money when you're doing all this shopping? Yep. A friend of ours sent me a really funny video that was a woman doing her back-to-school shopping for her kids, and she was talking about how parents get really up in arms about the different requirements that teachers will have. You know, why does the kid need a folder of this type and all these different colors? And um, and it actually gave me a little bit of insight because what the lady in the video said was, this person is going to take your kids for the entire day and teach them everything they need to know. Just buy them what you they want. <laughs> and um, for one, the video cracked me up. But for and hopefully we'll put a link up of it on yes. our on our site. Yes. But um, that's so funny. The other side of that coin was I realized, yeah, why do I get so up in arms about you know buying Clorox wipes or buying tissues for the classroom? I mean, those poor teachers. My mother was a teacher, and I got to see all the back-to-school shopping she would do for her classroom and um, all the late, late nights spent grading papers and working for her class. I mean, gosh, if they want a special binder, I want to buy them the special binder. Right, right. (laughs) I think it's easy to forget what a hard job teaching is and that um, it doesn't come with a lot of perks and bonuses, and so they don't get everything they need for their classrooms. One of my... You know, I do feel guilty. I don't get to spend as much time at my school volunteering Mm -hmm. because I work. So um, the way that I like to try to help is I'll always check in with the teacher and say, do you have an Amazon wish list? Like, what are you in need of? And a lot of our teachers keep Amazon wish lists. It takes me three seconds to hop on and send, you know, the $5 thing of paint they want. So it doesn't have to be a lot of money. But I think any of those things that help them out – um, I really, really like to try to help them. That is super smart. You know, it's funny because I have to admit, it wasn't until watching this video that I, and I should have known this. I, my uh, my mom was a teacher and my dad actually was a high school teacher for a long time. Um, I, for some reason, always kind of view it as like kissing up. <laughs> oh. So there was some part of me that's like, oh no, I'm not going to be that parent who's going to kiss up to the teacher. And then, I, I mean, it just hit me. How ridiculous is that? Because you should be really nice to your kid's teacher. And 
maybe it is a good thing to start the year off. <laughs> I've got two kids with ADD. I need to do everything I can for these teachers. <laughs> and it just, I, I don't know why I had been stuck in that mindset. But I love the idea of the Amazon wish list. Mm-hmm. I'm totally going to reach out to teachers <laughs> and ask, you know. And because I think that any way we can show our support yes. is really, really necessary. Right. I, um... My kids go to an IB school, which is the International Baccalaureate Program. So it's it's focused on character development along mm-hmm. with um, learning your ABCs. Um, so I went in one time to do an IB lesson. It uh-huh. was 30 minutes. It was to first graders. And I don't think I've been so tired ever walking <laughs> out from that experience. And it just gives you – it's that eye-opening moment of like, how do you do it? Like, you yeah. all are saints – you have to be born with some real special talent to yes. make it through an entire year of 23 small children. Yes. Yes. And I think about the middle school teachers and all the uh, snarkiness yes. and stinkiness of middle schoolers. Right. And these people do it because, I mean, they have to do it because they love it because it's hard, hard, hard work. Yeah. Right. So, you know, maybe sending your kid in with a uh, – a $5 Starbucks gift card one morning just might make their day and help yes. them get through a really tough afternoon. I know, I know. So I really think that it is going to be on my radar. And maybe it's nice that um, we have the school supply thing taken care of because maybe that means we have a little bit of bandwidth to do this. That's but right. I think it does matter to be able to have some ways that we can be kind to our teachers yep. and probably our principals too because I imagine right, right. it's not that easy to we be do do that either. about principals, right. <laughs> So the school supplies is one thing, but then there's also the back-to-school shopping. Oh, yes. And I have to say, this is another easy one for me. My kids, as of right now, go to a uniform school. Mm -hmm. So we can wear one color shirt, one color bottoms. And so I know the stores that I can get really good deals. I order it online, five of each, and and then we're done. But here's the critical question. Is one of those colors white? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I also get a big thing of OxyClean at Costco every year. Although this year they did add um, Carolina Blue instead of, in addition to white. So we're real excited in the Miller house. Yes, because I had, we went to such a school for a period of time and white was the the color of the shirt. I think it was like the only shirt option. Yep. And for me, it felt like being put on trial with my complete inability to launder (laughs) and Day after day after day of, and I think um, we had, you could wear, the the girls could wear navy as a dress right. or like a jumper, yep. but we were stuck with white collared shirts for, for our Thomas and I was, I seriously felt like I was put on trial all year. Yeah. They're gray by the end of the year, right? I like, know. there's no keeping those things clean. How do you handle back to school clothes shopping with your kids? I will say that it is... I, I can enjoy it if I go with the right attitude. This is not an activity to do um, in a rush. Right. This is also right. not an activity to do when I've had a really long week. <laughs> right. I have got to be well rested. A Saturday morning is preferable. Maybe yeah. a Saturday morning after I've run. 
And then um, I like to try to, my younger two are easier because they are not brand conscious. So we can go just about anywhere. They will find anything that, they will love everything. Um, I'm really into having them learn budgeting. So I usually give them a specific dollar budget. That's a great idea. And then they, you know, they, when their budget is up, their budget is up. Um, There's so much that kids learn from that experience, right? Oh, especially, I will say, having had to watch, particularly my middle daughter because she really loves clothes but she also thinks she's really going to love something in the store and then is is really famous for not always wearing it after which makes me insane Mm -hmm. and um so when she's having to sit there and look at say four different dresses and trying to decide how she's going to make them fit her budget. I think it's a really valuable activity for her. And usually I think we land on the stuff that she picks out and particularly the stuff that she's had to really bargain for. You know, n- not the stuff where, you know, on the fly I say, you know, sure, I'll buy you that. If I buy it uh, spontaneously, it's not going to be nearly as valued as yes. something that she had to sit there and, and really make up her mind about. Yeah. Now, do you give them a budget for the whole school year or for, like, fall and then when winter comes and they need some stuff? How do you do that? So for to- for my oldest, my middle schooler, he's going to be, um, I give him a budget for the whole year. Okay. Um, I, I should I should clarify. He has a shoe budget for the whole year. Yes. <laughs> and, I love this. And because he is really into shoes. And uh, when you are getting adult-sized feet, which he his feet are actually, I think, bigger than mine now, his shoes are super expensive. Yep. And so what we do is he does get paid for mowing our lawn and, and babysitting his sisters, but that goes into his shoe budget. Or, I mean, he, he also has a set shoe budget for the year. Um, but it's a whole year, so he's got to make that work. Now, for the clothing... I don't do as great of a job. I've kind of fallen into, um, we pay attention a lot to the shoes, and also he can get one jacket per year, and then the rest of it, it's more on a trip-by-trip basis. And definitely for the little girls, it's trip-by-trip. When we leave for the store or for back-to-school shopping, I will say, your budget for today is X amount, because I just, that's about how much they can kind of hold it together, (laughs) and so, but we, um, yeah, definitely, I keep a running record of the shoe budget, and we get to watch it dwindle down as shoe purchases happen. How about you? I'm realizing that we're missing a huge life skill learning lesson here by, by not having our kids participate in the clothes buying. Because, you know, when I know there's a sale on uniform tops at Land's End, I just click five, and my kids have no part in that. They could care less about these clothes. They're their uniform. Yes. Um, But maybe I need to start doing that with their shoes or for – so all the kids do like to get some personality flair with the socks, Mm -hmm, the tights. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So maybe I need to enlist them in that. Yeah, I think shoes might be a really good starting off point, you know, and that way at least they're getting some sense of – it is funny how much more pride they will have when they know that they have picked it out. Right. They take care of it. They want to wear them. They're – yeah. Yeah. It's pretty pretty powerful. But then the hard part is is that, you know, obviously – with a budget, it means that the budget's going to run out. And not being impulsive, like particularly, I struggle with um, when I go with my girls because I'll, I'll look at such cute clothes. And I might have said, today your budget is $60, and we hit $60, and there's still like five other cute things that I want to get them. But then that's my own thing. <laughs> I, right. I need to learn my own budgeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up, we've got everything ready from lunches to school supplies to clothes. I think what's the most important thing is that we need to talk about back-to-school sleep. Yes. So we 
are, I think, exactly three weeks. Is it three weeks from the first day of school? And so tomorrow is the day to start back-to-school sleep program. And what that means is it's easiest to start with the time that they have to wake up for school. Yes. And so you're going to start with waking them up, and you're going to creep the bedtime earlier to what it should be. So um, I think right now my girls are on more of a 9.30 to 7.30 schedule, so they're not too far off track from they need to wake up at 7 every day for school. But that means we also need to have them in bed, lights out, and asleep by 9. So we're going to start getting up at 7 every day starting tomorrow. That's a little – it's going to be a little sad for me because I like my quiet time that I'm (laughs) going to miss that. But that way, time in the morning. I know, <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> but at the same time, having I you, having a kiddo who's adjusting to a new sleep schedule the first week of school to me is like adding insult to injury because right. already so many things are going to be out of sorts. You at least want them to be well rested going in, and es- especially for those of you out there who have rising kindergartners who are about to lose their naps if they're still napping. Yep. Go ahead, pull the nap. Pull it now, get them used to it, get them adapted, because it's going to be a rough go the first week. That's really good information. Um, it, it does take our bodies quite some time, and it's so important that they're rested to deal with the nerves, the stressors, the long day of school, the needing to focus and pay attention. Uh, what advice would you give if you've got anxious kids who can't fall asleep? Yeah, so the big thing with uh, the way that anxiety works is it kind of creates this sense of being hyper alert. And the hard part with sleep is sleep is a time where we're really vulnerable. Yeah. So for an anxious brain, sleep does not sound like a good plan. And so there are a couple of things we can do to make it a little easier. For one, it can be worthwhile in the evening, not right before they get in bed, but to spend some time one-on-one for about five to ten minutes just trying to talk about some of the things they're worried about with going back to school, what are some of the things that they think could happen, um, what are some of the fears that they have. It's very worthwhile to write them out or draw them out and then to put them someplace safe. You know, So if you've written it in a notebook, then you're going to put the notebook on the shelf. If they've drawn some pictures, it could even be good to put the pictures in a box and say, okay, now this is going to be our worry box and we're going to put the worries in here. I love that. And then what you want to do is you want to have, um, I like to introduce it as if the brain is like a TV. And we're watching our TV program, and sometimes our brain goes to gloom and doom TV where it worries and it makes us feel bad, and so now we have to change the channel. And so what we often will do is in bed, as I'm tucking my kiddos in, we'll just rehearse what are some things that we'd like to think about tonight. you know? And it can be even nice to think about what would be a dream you'd like to have tonight so that they can start practicing watching the program that they want to watch at the beginning of the night. It matters for them to have lots of soothing in their bed. So one of the things that we actually invested in this year is we got a weighted blanket for one of my anxious little ones. Oh my um, gosh, I want to do this. Tell tell everybody what that does. So the weighted blanket, they come in different weights. Um, They can be 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds. Um, We got a 15 pound, which is a little heavy for my little ones, but I did that more because working in sleep, I wanted to have an appropriate adult weight one for my office. Um, But what it does is it has beads in it that are weighted. And so the blanket itself creates this very firm contact over the entire body and so it's almost like the the kid or adult version of being swaddled and that's very soothing to our sympathetic nervous system it allows our fight-or-flight nervous system to calm down so my um little ones who are anxious actually do really well um, having that sense of weight and it gives them a lot of security Um, we can also use big stuffed animals as a security device you just want to know that they're going to want to touch that security device at night so it needs to be big enough that they can easily find it 
but give them a nice tight space to be in. Lots of darkness, even though little kids who are being fearful may want light. um, At least try to coax them to wear a sleep mask so that their eyeballs will be in the dark, Um, but ideally we'll get them in the dark. So if you want to imagine, we want to teach their clock system that it's time to get up. So start with the wake time and try to drift the bedtime earlier over those few weeks that you have to ramp up. And hopefully they'll be on schedule by the time school starts. Yeah. We, our school changed times this year. So we used to be a 9.15 start. We're going to be an 8 o'clock start. Ooh. And so I feel like we have really got to work hard on this because <laughs> yes. that's a big change. Yes. Um, the Your other, whole pacing is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> the other thing that's kind of important to think about is, I know we're both big believers in physical activity that helps the brain turn on and focus mm-hmm, for the day. Mm-hmm. There's this incredible book called Spark, which really talked about how important it is for us to have some movement before we're expected to learn. Mm -hmm. And so um, not only are we going to hold tight to a regular wake-up time, but I think we're going to have activity. Like we all walk the dog in the morning to get our brains going. Or once they're dressed, they need to go out and play soccer or play before school starts. I I think that's perfect. Yeah, we actually do not do any media before school. And um, we're very lucky that we get to walk to school. So I feel like we already have that as like – part of our routine but sometimes my kids will go out in the morning and they'll play lacrosse together you know because they just know that media is not an option and so it it's a good way to get them active any um melissa as we're wrapping up do you have any back to school nightmares that you want to share um, you know, the biggest nightmare one that we had was my daughter starting kindergarten coming home and being like you know, I'm really okay. I don't really need to go to school. <laughs> I know that it all. was that was pretty fun to deal with. I think you've got an enjoyable story to share. Well, I, I the the other thing that makes me very anxious about the school you're starting back up is um, now we're going to have to get back to being vigilant about lice. Lice. I don't oh. know what it is. What is this like? Do I, Melissa, do you remember? Did you ever get lice as a kid? I didn't as a kid, but we have been through it. Why is everybody getting lice? <laughs> I think it's because we're getting cleaner. That's oh, the problem. <laughs> I, it is crazy yeah. town. Lice and, like yeah. clean hair. They oh. are, yes, they do not like dirty hair. Funny. <laughs> well, then maybe we just are going to have to work on being dirty. I, I, you know, it is. I we have um, so we we did learn that apparently lice will not go on men or they they don't like testosterone. Yep. yep. So of course, like um, my oldest is, I think he's now got enough testosterone that we don't have to worry about his head being filled with lice anymore. But the the two little girls, oh my gosh! And we had one year, I think it was two years ago, where they came home. It was first week of school. They came home on Friday with the dreaded letter, and I swear, you get that letter that says somebody in the class has lice. It, it gives it sends me up a tree. Oh yeah, I immediately know. start itching. Yes, <laughs> and I and that's exactly it. You start scratching your head, and I started panicking and. Um, Oh, my gosh. I remember I called my husband, and I was like, I just need you home. And he was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, why do I need to be home? (laughs) But for some reason, I needed him home to regulate me because I was going to have to check their heads for lice. And, gosh, it was a nightmare. And so – That was your first week of school? First week of school. And I think it was – I want to say – because, of course, you know, the other part of it was, yes, the Daily Girls also had lice, even though it hadn't been detected in the class. So we spent the entire – weekend eradicating lice yep. and then you recheck I forget how often you recheck but I feel like it was like a month to six week long process of like checking heads and lice shampoo yeah. and checking again and I, I, I feel I do feel like I could almost title myself a life lice expert 
I have learned so much about lice that maybe we just need to do an entire show on I lice. I think that would be fabulous, but we probably would spend the entire time itching, but maybe we can do that. Yes, I am I'm the opposite. I am and I have this ridiculously curly hair and let me tell you, trying to get one of those lice combs oh, gosh. through my hair is just torture. <laughs> <laughs> and when we when we have had it, I get so freaked out by it that I will spend hours with a lice comb on my head. And it's funny because now if Jeff sees me get out the lice comb, he will be like, oh, no, 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 we don't need to go there, no. And But I, I'm like, but we do need to go there because it's a risk. It's out there. I don't know. I so, <laughs> Well, to all of you moms out there, we wish you the best of luck with back to school. If you're one of those moms who likes to celebrate with mimosas the day your kids go back, enjoy. Yeah, If have you're fun. like us, then we, our hearts are with you. Good luck with those lunches. Stay strong. If you're one of those moms with the chalkboard signs that say, like, first day of whatever, God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> our hats off to you. I wish I could be that. Um, we want to ask that if you like The Curious Message, we would love to get your reviews and recommendations on iTunes. Um, they definitely help us out with um, getting the word out. And please, if you enjoy what we say, um, share with your friends. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Curious Mother. Learn more at www.thecuriousmother.com where you will find resources related to episode topics. Please join our community and add your voice. Follow us on Instagram at The Curious Mother. Thanks for listening.